Jo Wright and this is the Coaching Culture Podcast where we discuss how to make work better. Hello and welcome to the Coaching Culture Podcast. My name is Jo Wright and today I've got a really interesting guest joining me and that is Dr. Thomas Sarev who is a cardiologist, consultant cardiologist in the NHS at the Norfolk and Norwich University Hospital. So it's fabulous to have you on the podcast today, Dr. Thomas. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure and uh, an honour. We've got such a lot to talk about because the reason... I invited you onto our podcast was because you and I have been connected for quite some time on LinkedIn for our mutual passion of all things coaching and building a coaching culture. And when I realized your role, I found it really fascinating that actually you are also an executive coach, but you also work in a high pressured environment. So before I I steal your thunder, I'd love you to share with our listeners today a little bit more about your story and then what brought you into your interest in coaching. Thank you very much. As the story is is, um, uh, colorful because uh, perhaps you know I'm, uh, I'm coming from Estonia and I'm an Estonian. Estonia is a very small country just 1.3 million uh, people. And uh, Estonians are usually quite um, successful. So, and my uh, story started actually in my teenage years uh, because uh, um, my aunt worked with medical psychology. And in her um, company, there were a lot of doctors. And I found it extremely fascinating just listening to their stories and uh, challenges and and seeing their passion and then my aunt uh, did uh, quite many psychological experiments um, with me and and somehow that uh, ignited uh, this kind of interest and at first obviously the interest was medicine and I went to study Mm -hmm. medicine at Tartu University which is the second oldest uh, Swedish university in Estonia Uh, and and then, by accident uh, and and just coincidence, um, met some people and went to work in Finland, 1990, and did my training. And then I worked there about 12 years. Then later in Sweden, and then 2010, I started to work in in this country, in the UK, and I found. Uh, dream job, which is still uh, very fascinating, and I like it very much. And then, interestingly, you see, there is a certain development and trend during our, our lives, and I hated anything related to leadership. I was thinking that, you know, leadership is the worst thing uh, anyone can do. And there were a lot of bad examples also in, in 90s and early 20, mm-hmm. uh, 2000. Mm-hmm. But then... I uh, took a leadership course and was uh, pick up a, picked up a role as a cardiology lead in a smaller hospital, James Patchett Hospital, and that was really, really fascinating and somehow a real eye-opener, and somehow it clicked in my head that, yes, that interest in psychology, uh, this leadership thing, uh, actually being a doctor, it all uh, comes together. And, and then um, 20... 17 all of a sudden our uh, service director resigned and i was thinking that you know if i do not use this opportunity i might miss it and and i applied for this post and i was 
already quite uh, quite um, interested, more deeply interested in in leadership, and uh, did quite a bit of reading and and uh, also took some further courses. And I found that, and I got the post, and I found that during this, actually, the secret kind of source was not talking and telling, you know, what to do, but, you know, <laughs> listening to people and, uh, and, and asking, asking questions. And I, I think I, I did coaching without knowing it exactly what it is yeah. and all the uh, theories and, and practice behind that, um, um, you know, the whole thing. And, and I found it very interesting. I was also a praiser for my colleagues and I always asked um, a lot of questions Sometimes they they were a little bit upset, you know. Why is he asking these questions? You know, this is just a tick box exercise, and it isn't. It's like uh, your personal little journaling uh, yeah. uh, attempt. You can connect the dots and go back in time. And then uh, pandemic hit, and my three years uh, time came over. My contract ended, and I was I was in a kind of crossroads. I was thinking that okay. If I have more support, I could carry on, but support was failing. And, you know, when you are in a situation with a lot of challenges and and low support, you become overwhelmed. And I thought that, okay, it's enough. It's good for my mental health to do something else. And then you see, again, an interesting thing happened. I listened to a podcast, uh, the Art of Manliness podcast, where... uh, where, Rebecca Newton, Dr. Rebecca Newton, uh, gave an interview about her book, uh, uh, Authentic Gravitas. And uh, as an active person, I then contacted her via LinkedIn uh, just to ask some questions. And and actually, I I wanted her to be part of my podcast, which um, because of the pandemic, uh, it never happened. And uh, and it's still on my to-do list, but basically this then uh, brought me to uh, coach advisor company and their training. And then I decided that, yes, I want to take a coaching training. And at the same time, I did also a very interesting inner MBA training, which is, um, which is um, organized by the New York uh, University, LinkedIn, uh, uh, than uh, some other companies, uh, Sounds True and Wisdom 2.0. And there were, you know, when I look at my bookshelf, there were all the authors in the faculty, and, and it was super exciting and interesting. Uh, and the real mental investment, and this together with the coaching training basically gave me this kind of platform where I am at the moment. And uh, that's wow. the story. That- that is a fabulous story. I love the fact you hated all things leadership. Yeah, you've yeah, gone, you've gone, it. you've gone, fu- you've gone full circle. There, hated leadership to now, yeah. by the sounds of it, being fascinated, yeah. and and it's all yeah. built up, hasn't it, through psychology, leadership, yeah, possibly learning from some bad examples, maybe in the early nineties. Exactly. But yeah. actually, so it sounds like you've had some great inspirations along the way. Those moments where yes. you've connected the dots and thought, hang on, there's something in here. And so how do you go about practicing coaching? Because I can only imagine that, you know, your job, because you're you're still 
um, practicing cardiology, yeah. aren't you? You're yeah. still at the sharp there end, are, as it were. Yeah, there are there are many levels uh, putting this into practice. One is one is um, that I do um, to keep up my skills and and hand in in this. Uh, yeah. I. I do pro bono coaching for some colleagues at the moment, and um, brilliant. And uh, but then I put coaching into my daily, uh, you know, beings and doings, and and yeah. also, you know, when I deal with my trainees, um, younger colleagues, they often, uh, when I'm working in the cath lab, you know, uh, we are digging in someone's arteries, then my trainee comes and asks, you know, uh. Dr. Sarah, what should we do? And and I ask then back often that if you would be the most resourceful interventional cardiologist, so what would you do? And then they come up with a plan. And and also, um, I stopped asking why questions in in yeah. a normal conversational uh, setting. I always ask what made what? you to decide uh, in this way or something which is not so you know putting you into kind of defense and and that all um, helps and um, just listening and not giving any advice you know taming your advice monster <laughs> which is so uh, so powerful sometimes this advice monster wants to come out uh, but uh, there is no point because as we know we all our learnings are not coming from the from the uh, cortex but the po most powerful learning comes from deeper down, uh, uh, from your limbic brain-related uh, yes. structures. And, and I yeah. think these are high experiences are more important than someone coming to tell you what is right thing from their perspective. Yeah. So, so, so you are actually coaching while you are in working in somebody's arteries. Is that is that Have I understood that correct? Yeah, basically, I, I have this kind of coaching approach to conversations and, and awesome. I often listen and ask questions, um, many questions. And, and uh, sometimes you have to obviously, you know, give advice. You can't coach people out of a burning house or, or when you are in emergency, then you need to take more command role, but then you can reflect on things. And, yeah. Uh, so... That's my dog now barking. I can't that's, help. There is someone behind the door. We can cut it out later. Fine. <laughs> that's yeah. fine. Yes. That's fine. Not so, a problem. Let me just write that down. Um, yeah. Dog. Dog barking at minute 11. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this, this just sounds fascinating. And have you mm -hmm. seen or felt any level of change since the pandemic in in the styles that either others have mm. adopted what's what's going on there what's the reality now it is interesting and a really good question so my my reflection on that is that prior to the the pandemic started we complained and moaned about that you know we are too busy we have no time to think and we just push to do things then it all started as a kind of, you know, whirlpool. It was just uh, yeah. terribly, terribly busy time. Everybody changed all the, you know, working patterns and everything changed. And then I guess some people discovered that actually it's easier to be 
in the firefighting mode because then you do not need to do the heavy lifting, the thinking thing. Because thinking needs, you know, thinking is uh, hard work. You need mm. time, you need to stop what you're doing, you need to step back, uh, take a deep breath, look at your own uh, stuff, you know, with, with kind of a um, little bit like a zoom out things and, and uh, take a bigger picture. But that's really difficult because it's it's hard work and and some of my colleagues probably like this firefighting now more and 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 that obviously causes some problems because now being in in the firefighting mode you can land anywhere and then you know you have no control over your own yeah. own um, uh, life and and work and and thinking and. At the same time, from the management's uh, perspective and leadership perspective, it's more and more telling culture-like, and there is more command and uh, less, you know, asking questions, which is really bad because uh, this completely disconnects you and causes mistrust. Because you see, medicine is becoming more and more complex, and every specialty has own. Uh, own uh, specifics and also own, own specifics related to patients, how they are managed, how they are followed up. There are so many little details. And mm-hmm. and uh, a manager who comes from non-medical background um, often and has no medical understanding uh, should really ask the question, so how mm-hmm. would you deal with this challenge we have? Uh, what would be the best uh, from your perspective, how should we solve that instead of coming to tell us how to solve that? And then what happens is that you look at your plate, you do not like it because it's all wrong, you push it back and there is no progress and there is mm-hmm. less happiness also and uh, yeah. and less um, job satisfaction. And I find that uh, in in these situations where I have been able to ask uh, questions which help people to zoom out and uh, and take a deep breath and pause for a second uh, there is more there is more happiness and there is more satisfaction in the end because they feel that they are uh, part of the process uh, they haven't lost their autonomy uh, they mm-hmm. are respected and and that builds trust which is uh, trust is a uh, Currency, which is like in deficit at the moment in, in the NHS, unfortunately. And you see, it's like uh, Patrick Lencioni's uh, five dysfunctions. You can That's see it er- anywhere. And if I, if I put this into my context, uh, my own working environments context, then I can see the types which Patrick Lencioni describes in his book. Mm-hmm. And uh, although this is a completely different environment, uh, he is uh, describing... Uh, uh, IT team, but the same characters are all around us, and Indeed. and it's like universal. And and I think trust is is the first big issue where we should start. And and how to build trust? You you are transparent, you are honest, you are open, you you talk to each other, you communicate, you listen to each other, you respect each other, and that builds trust. And you keep your promises. So. 
You're very much talking our language here at Coaching Culture. We talk about (laughs) trust all the time and we Mm -hmm. talk about how a coaching culture is absolutely about those Mm -hmm. leaders and managers having effective conversations, feedback, but underpinned by trust. Mm -hmm. You know, that trust is so, so important. Yeah. and that's the basis of any relationship, isn't mm-hmm. it? At the end of yeah. the day, and 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 I'd love us, you know, more people in more professions and industries, and and to demystify coaching, and and to really boil it down to, you know, this is about a way of communicating, mm-hmm. a way of being, a way of how holding space mm-hmm. with others. Um, yeah, and I can, you know, I can tell from everything that you're saying how important it is to yourself mm-hmm. how much do you manage to influence others in the environment that you're working within you know from your level in the mm-hmm. nhs you've you know you're very senior there i have so far had had two occasions where i uh, have given talk on our grand round meeting about yeah. you know what is coaching and basically just describing the the very very basics. Uh, often, often people in in the medical profession they are they are extremely passionate about their thing, and they often have no time to explore any other areas than their own. And they are you know writing talks later in the evening, reading uh, medical uh, professional mm-hmm. literature, keeping up their uh, networking with colleagues, and it's it's a kind of so you you build an isolation by going uh, more towards the tip of the of the mountain where you where you live in your super specialized world uh, although actually you know going up to the mountain should give you a little bit more perspective but often yes. there is no time and also there is sometimes no interest to to look into other areas and then uh, sometimes what i have also uh, what i have also observed is that we doctors lack leadership skills and um, just certain kind of way of thinking when you communicate with others. Um, and we are problem solvers, you see. Uh, we are experts in problem solving. We go deep down into kind of granularity of problems and, and we like it. We can spend hours, you know, solving problems, <laughs> but sometimes solutions are somewhere else. And, yeah. and you need to zoom out to see the a little path from you know where you are now and where you want to be and 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 then think about what would be the next step and instead of being stuck in the problem solving and and in this respect uh, um, spreading this uh, knowledge you know what is what is coaching that coaching is something which actually is a very powerful learning tool uh, it Hugely. it doesn't need any specific training actually to improve your interactions with your colleagues when you learn just some basic listening skills and not listening just to you know respond but listening with curiosity you know what is he going to say next so what is he what what is he thinking about this and that and you know kind of putting your own ego uh, a little bit um, on hold in this uh, in this way but sometimes our egos are in special uh, groups, uh, surgeons, interventional cardiologists as well. We have so big yeah. egos, you can shoot from your hip and still hit the target. There. <laughs> so how to, how to tame this ego and actually realize that taming your ego, putting this um, 
a little bit behind uh, in the scene actually helps you to flourish. So, so that's that's a kind of paradoxical uh, thought because egocentric people think that me, me, me. You know, it's all about me. But then we come to a team concept and team coaching and team uh, team environment, and often people think that they are actually working in a team, but it's a group. There are no team criteria. Team dynamics. And then giving this concept to them a little bit extra understanding uh, is helpful and uh, and and um, yeah I think that that's that's something I want to keep doing and and uh, you know challenging people's thinking uh, some people do not like and uh, especially uh, I have got some feedback from uh, some of our leaders they do not like the word management Management is management. You define management, management by, <laughs> by uh, you know, a team of people who help to accomplish uh, the vision, yeah. what the leaders yeah. um, can see and, and you know, uh, give us. And, and you help to, you know, make it happen. And, and with all respect, I think one of the things which is like, um, let's put it into bigger con- uh, context, it's like a huge gap uh, whatever we do there is huge gap between intent and impact and mm-hmm. i think coaching can fill this uh, space and and also by helping the doctor's uh, team and the manager's team to come closer because doctors often say oh managers they are just you know being counters but that, that's not true we all know that and yeah. we have ourselves to take more responsibility of coming out with your views and moaning and complaining to the right people. If we moan inside our team, it just increases our unhappiness level. But yes, you know, if is. you if you complain the right thing uh, using, let's say, nonviolent communication principles, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what I see, what how does it make me feel? Uh, what is the need? What is not met? And what do I want? You know, that kind of. Uh, concept without putting labels on everything and and being non-judgmental so that would help to 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 close the gap between the managers and and the doctors perhaps but uh so that's that's a big opportunity what sorry what is the size of the opportunity then in the you you know when i'm listening to you Mm. you know everything you're saying to me kind of makes perfect sense but in my head, and this could be an absolute terrible mm. judgment, but I'm sort of thinking there's there's just you here sort of spreading these good words about the right cultural vibes, the, the mm. people side, um, the authenticity required in leadership. How mm. much is the opportunity in these high-pressured environments to really go wide and broad and get it out there? In In my view... According to my current uh, understanding and experience, and yeah. uh, what I have learned and read and know and do in my daily practice, I think this implementing this uh, coaching culture uh, like principles um, into the NHS environment in the medical uh, workforce is 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 a huge task, obviously, and I can't do it on my own, but. No. Uh, 
you see that the you know the starfish uh, story where uh, after a storm a little boy is throwing you know starfish back to the sea and then the old man comes and says oh that's stupid because you never able to you know help all these thousands of starfish and then the boy throws one and you know uh, says that oh i made a difference for that one but i think that's the same thing we we need to we need to be we need to know our values and we need to yes. know what is meaningful for us and then do it every day and and if if it there are obstacles and we can try to turn these obstacles into into you know action points and actually put our heads together and 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 change it because everybody would like to enjoy actually these yes. 8 to 10 hours of working we spend every day uh, yeah. during the week you know in our working environment we spend more time with our colleagues and teams at workplace than we spend time with our families and and why not then to try to make it really uh, as we want and uh, make it make it good make it great Oh, you're talk you're absolutely singing uh, singing our story here in terms of I totally understand this and and I, it must be really um it must be really challenging but it also feels quite heartening um to hear that actually you know there are people like yourself out there making that difference mm -hmm. and and you know you are leading um others and influencing others and i suppose it's doing more and more of the talks that you talked yeah. about earlier you know spreading the word um because like you said earlier once once you st you can go from hating all things leadership to actually being mm -hmm. turning it yeah to, to loving the psychology behind what makes people tick and actually getting people yeah. happier at work surely has got to be a worthy pursuit yeah. um so yes. i i totally understand that absolutely i mean you know i understand that because that's everything we talk about yeah. here but um i mean where would you see the greatest opportunities you know in your line of work you know what what would you be advising others who can make a difference in the high pressured environments to go and do yeah i think it has to be a systemic approach here so it yeah. has to be top down so um, yeah. somehow somehow we need to get our high uh, end leaders top end leaders to to listen to us and and there must be some balance between you know their system of or tri uh, triangle of you know sender and receiver and processor yeah. so and mm -hmm. and we all understand that they are also under high pressure they have yeah uh, push um, and pull but still the work happens on the workshop floor and there must be some connection with these people who are actually carrying out the work uh, so yeah. so so that would be the first uh, thing in my in my view and and if it is a systemic um, approach then it all in the end you know comes from top down and uh, and uh, that would help that would that would be obviously a huge uh, challenge that would require a little bit of refurbishment of old uh, style old school style uh, nhs leadership academy also yeah uh, i don't want to be too critical but uh, it's just 
how to make it more applicable and how to how to start with ex exploring and and explaining and spreading these skills from the very early stage already from trainees level so yes uh, if a medical trainee uh, comes to the hospital environment uh, so they can uh, they can be sometimes uh, really you know find themselves like in a kind of uh, alienated world where there is bullying and there are un, un, uh, unacceptable behaviors and where does this behavior come from what what causes that so it's it's a lot to do with um, managing stress and uh, managing yes. workload and yeah. Uh, and creating these conditions for uh, people who work in this uh, kind of high-pressure environment, how to how to uh, be able to recover from all that. You see, stress is not killing. What kills is no recovery, lack of recovery. If it comes all the time, on and on, and there is no uh, space for recovery, then that's what what kills us uh, because stress is actually quite useful sometimes and there is uh, often you know a positive side of a stress yeah. it can be inspiring also and it can be mm -hmm. motivating and actually uh, make change you know more easy because there are there is a, an element of urgency but but, it but has the sustainability to be of stress yeah. is the burnout, isn't it? And that's when it's yeah. detrimental and we hear of it more and more. And it, Exactly. I, and whether there's yeah. higher incidences in the NHS. Yeah, exactly. You know, because it's such the high-pressured high environment. But it also comes down to and and has its, its uh, kind of, you know, ref reflections and... Um, impact on 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 our patients because uh if you are stressed and you are overwhelmed and and you lose your creativity that's one of the that's one of the sides of uh, negative stress that you are so stressed that you know everything is overwhelming one more extra thing you know you you just go into a defense mode and and you you drop below the line if the line would be the model of uh, any sort of you know, leadership or any sort of doing, then if you are above the line, then you are like, uh, you know, the sun, you know, you're open, you are generous, you are um, passionate. If you are below the line, then you are on defense and, and uh, there are only dark clouds. And when that happens and you are in, in uh, interactions with your patients then uh, your letters become very short your um, uh, empathy level uh, drops uh, because there is just there is just no no space no margin and and how to recognize this lack of margin is um, is an important thing also that's uh, one of my kind of uh, uh, passions also to to talk about um, margin what is it and how to improve it and how to automate how to how to say no how to you know be more efficient in control uh, do less um do it more um do better more effortlessly and yeah so 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 there are there are many aspects there are 
aspects on uh, individual level and, and then a bigger picture at leadership level. And I think if we want to change anything, then this has to start from the top level. So, so your advice is that systemic approach to, yeah. I suppose, building the right culture, allowing others to mm-hmm. identify when they're maybe at that level, when they're not yeah. feeling the sunshine, the dark clouds are there because they've taken too much on, they're not saying no, yeah. and and lacking all creativity. Yeah. I totally understand that. And, I, yeah. you know, listening to this, I recognize sometimes in myself, if I feel extra busy, yeah. you know, I have to, yeah. I have to stop and, and have a word yeah. with myself and think, hang on. What do I need to do to fill my yeah. cup up here a bit more? Because exactly. you know, I'm 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 not being as creative or as as a good a leader, to be honest. Yeah. Because you 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 lower your own level line of yeah. defense, really. And it, it's for all of us, I guess, in, mm-hmm. in positions where yeah. we influence others and support others. It's our role to to keep yeah. others safe, I guess. And what you said, uh, you know, we we can call it, you know, skill of self-assessment and and that's part mm-hmm. of the emotional intelligence uh, yes. kind of package of various mm-hmm. skills and and we can you know improve these things and definitely. and we can we can we can definitely uh, make people happier in in this respect when they recognize that these are actually the strengths these are things i can do uh, better uh, I can be a better listener. I can be more curious. I can, uh, you know, make the gap between my intent and impact uh, smaller. So, I have to say, you make me feel very calm while we're talking. I feel this real sense of calmness. Um, I can see why you would be brilliant being that leader and coach in a high-pressured environment, but you've still got this super calm. I am, I'm feeling really calm having our conversation, whereas normally I'm all... <gasps> I'm not coaching you. <laughs> no, you're not. But it, I just feel really, I just feel really calm listening to you. Mm. It's, it's, you've got a really powerful story and message to share. Mm. And I think yeah. that the more we get that out to share that to the mm. world, the better. Um. You need to get that podcast sorted then. Yes, that's my that's my <laughs> next big project, and uh, and and then perhaps uh, summarize the stories and and yeah. uh, all these views uh, later in a little uh, writing, perhaps. Brilliant. So, so the idea related to my podcast is to to depict, uh, you know the same question from various angles so who is a good leader in in yeah. medical environment yeah. you know uh, in healthcare and what are the characteristics and how can we develop these characteristics and how can we become uh, better in that so Brilliant. so that's uh, that's the rough idea super I have a, yes on. i have agreed several uh, persons already to to be part of that yeah. brilliant well we should hold you to account on this when are you going to do it when when's going to be the first one uh i guess now when we have moved into this lovely old cottage and uh, things yeah. get uh, under better control here and uh, my to-do list my wife gives me always a long to-do <laughs> list <laughs> uh, when brilliant. it becomes slightly shorter so um I guess October time would be the first Brilliant. out. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Oh, well, yeah. I look forward to hearing that. You'll have to drop us a note and tell us when you're yes. uh, when you're launching it and we'll have to uh, yes. listen in because I, I can imagine you having some fascinating conversations. I mean, is there anything yes. else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Anything about, you know, what, what you see out there, what you'd like to, you know, give us your last final piece of advice, top tip, anything mm. at all, what, what would it be? I think um, if we put it into this perspective, that if uh, if someone who is a non-medical uh, person and let's say in a role of a relative or a patient, then just please be patient. We are all uh, working hard and, uh, and yeah. things go slowly at the moment. We have huge backlog and we all need a lot of patience. People always think that, you know, my problem is the most important and that's that's pretty uh, normal and, and that's how we think. But um, uh, I guess it's, it's not very helpful to compare yourself to others uh, either. But there is, a, there is a way out, but it would require a little bit of patience. And if, if the listener is um, a colleague, then I think a good question is, is this kind of self-coaching question that if I would be the most resourceful person in this role, so what would be the best uh, thing to do? And Brilliant. I also try to implement this into my medical practice. And I tell to my patients that, you know, instead of me telling you what to do, uh, think that you are the healthiest person on this planet. And what would a healthy person do? What options do you have? Uh, are you going to take, you know, staircase or a lift or park close to the door or entrance or far away? A healthy person would park far away and take a lovely walk. Uh, and and then, you know, that helps them to discover they know what, what to do. You don't need to tell them. No. Um, it's very seldom when you need to tell something which they never have heard before because people are quite educated nowadays. And, yeah, and, and for the leaders in healthcare, just try to be more mindful listener yeah brilliant that is fabulous listening be resourceful self-coaching you're getting all of it here today to get people to really think through how can they be resourceful for themselves for their teams mm -hmm. this has been this has been a fabulous conversation i think i think your podcast needs to be called all heart that's why i think it, mm -hmm. it needs to be called the all heart podcast because that that kind of sums yeah. up you yeah. through and through i think um it's yeah. been brilliant absolutely how can people contact you what would be the best way if they wanted to get in touch or hear you further yes the best way would be probably via linkedin um, yeah linkedin yeah linkedin's that, always that a good would be place the easiest way oh yes. fantastic well make sure you share um you know when you launch a podcast it'll be mm -hmm. you know listening into your guests get it out there on linkedin and i'm sure you'll attract a lot of a lot of people fascinated by and you know your wise words absolutely wise words thank, so thank you. you so much for your time today i've really really enjoyed your conversation Thank you, Joe. It was a great pleasure and a great honor. Thank you.
Thank you. And thank you all for listening to the Coaching Culture Podcast. Again, please do tune in for more fabulous guests like Dr. Tumas. Thank you.